Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Now, I'm really excited because I have a good friend, Kayla Friesen, here to talk all about her journey through disordered eating. Now, Kayla is a food and body coach, and she's going to share with us how you can actually understand your client's emotional eating, why they're doing this, what you can actually do to help them through it. And then she's going to share five steps to creating transformation with clients. This is going to be an awesome conversation because Kayla is definitely an expert when it comes to this. She has a lot of background um, with her own journey and then also with taking a specific program that she's going to talk more about. Um, and this really helped her to transform her own relationship with food in her body and also help her clients. So let's welcome Kayla to the podcast. Hi, Stephanie. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. And just so everybody knows, we're actually recording this in person. (laughs) Kayla is here with me at my house. And um, yeah, it's going to be really fun because like I said, we're friends. So we know each other quite well. And I think this is going to just facilitate a really good, clear, deep conversation on how to transform your clients' lives. Because at the end of the day, that's really what we want to do. Well, Kayla, why don't you just start off by telling us a bit about your history, like I said, with your journey through disordered eating, like where you've come from. And um, one thing I forgot to mention is that you also are um, have a background in sports nutrition. So mm-hmm. just talking a little bit about how you came to this place. Yeah, so my relationship with food is long and complex. <laughs> it started out quite young, as I'm sure many women experience. So I was about 12 when I started dieting. I became very interested in food, learning all about nutrition. I had the calorie Bible and I was really into low fat eating at that time. And around that time, I also started ballet and I became very, very focused on my dance career. I ended up moving across the country away from my family as a teen and that was an amazing experience but it also did not take my mental health in a very positive direction so of course in ballet there is a lot of pressure for how you look it's an aesthetic sport and i developed severe ocd as well as an eating disorder so after graduation i quit ballet for a year. I needed to take time off and just focus on myself. And I did repair my relationship with food uh, a bit over that time. I was around family. I had a more balanced lifestyle. However, in my 20s, I returned to dance. I started dancing with a company, which was amazing, but again, fell back into old habits and You know, I went to Canadian School of Natural Nutrition later on in life, and and looking back, I realized I was eating so few calories for what I was trying to accomplish in a day. You know, thinking like an apple and peanut butter for an entire day of physical work. 
And I think that was just crazy. And now I understand also how limiting fat for so many years really affected my mental health. We, we know your brain needs those essential fatty acids in order to function well. So, so I think it was a bit of a perfect storm for my mental health to really suffer. And I ended up quitting ballet again. And moving on to other things, and I, I really, through my 20s, I went through ups and downs with my mental health. And actually, in my mid-20s, when I returned to school and I, I signed up for Canadian School of Natural Nutrition, that was a very healing time for me. I learned so much about how food can nourish me, and instead of thinking about food as the enemy, I learned how to nourish my brain, nourish my body. And I think it was actually really a really positive experience. <clears throat> so after CSNN, I decided to further my education to go into sport nutrition because I was so passionate about um, about sports still, um, cycling and ballet, and I just knew athletes really needed help in the way that um, someone could understand and and help them through their own personal experience. So I continued my education in sports nutrition, and I also ended up taking yoga teacher training in Nicaragua, which is also a key point in my healing journey. Yoga was so, so nourishing for me. So that brought me to opening my own practice as a nutritionist, and I was really lucky to work with so many clients, a, a div diverse range of clients. I made some key partnerships with a uh, sports institute and I had a contract with the RCMP, so I worked with cops, and I really got to have so much valuable experience with my clients and, and following them on a journey. I had programs that were even a year long and what I noticed was after working with over 150 clients that it was so much deeper than nutrition. They would get to a certain place with motivation and, and then they would discover roadblocks and I knew that there was something more going on and I just didn't know how to facilitate it. At the same time, seeing my clients struggling with their weight and with their body and all these roadblocks, I started to notice old patterns in myself creep in. Um, when you're working as a nutritionist, obviously you're talking about food all day. There's a lot of focus on food and your body and how people want to change their body. And I ended up trying a lot of different eating protocols myself, for sure keto. Um, paleo, fasting was a big one for me, and and it kind of creeped up on me. I didn't realize, actually, how much I was struggling myself, and I think it's a really easy way to cover up that you are actually experiencing disordered eating patterns, and I struggled by myself for probably eight months at least without really picking up that I was I was suffering and I was suffering alone. And I finally, you know, hit that rock bottom moment where I was sitting out on my porch and I decided to count how many times I was thinking about food or my body in a day. And I realized it was about every five minutes at least 
that I would have a thought of how can I change my body? What other food could I restrict? How long could I fast? All of these, these, it was consuming me. And I realized I was obsessed with food and I was kind of at the mercy of this food control in my life. I was planning my days around how I could restrict my food. I was canceling social gatherings and and all of these things are so apparent with disordered eating and I just, yeah, I, I didn't realize. And, and I really, I decided I needed to reach out and thankfully I have close friends that are so understanding and Stephanie was one of them and she suggested that I contact a mentor from the Hungry for Happiness certification program, which is run by Samantha Skelly, and some of you may have heard of it. They work specifically with coaches or nutritionists, people who want to help people in the health industry who recognize or have experienced problems with food and body and want to go through a program where they focus on their own healing first and then get to learn how to be a masterful coach in this area and i really couldn't believe that this program even existed because this was exactly the perfect program for me because i knew i wanted to heal myself for good you know i had seen therapists psychologists psychiatrists through the years and i never really felt like they they really went deep enough with me and they really it was missing components it felt very heady very figure it out in your mind but but it was missing the integration so i was just so excited about this program and really through that program was it was a 10-month program and it changed my life there has been nothing in my whole life that really understood what i was going through and actually was able to help me in the most deep way possible so that brings me here. I graduated from Hungry for Happiness about five months ago. And so I still see uh, sport nutrition clients, um, but my focus is really on going deeper and, and coaching on food and body. And, and I have a program coming out for specifically for dancers and athletes. And I'm just so passionate about this work because I realized how much life opens up when you aren't controlled by food. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so powerful. And I've seen you change so much too. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, Kayla before doing really well with nutrition and like Mm -hmm. having a good focus, having clients. But I remember you just always saying like something's missing. Like, you know, I, I, this is good, but it's not great. Mm -hmm. And, and I need something more and, you know, mentioning the program to you and then you taking it and then just seeing you evolve. Like I remember you coming, we'd meet at coffee (laughs) shops and she'd be like, okay, this week I'm working on X, Y, Z. I'm like, wow, can I learn that? Like, (laughs) this is awesome stuff. So like seeing you transform and then seeing you now like do this as a business is incredible mm-hmm. yeah. um because i think this is like the real work right yes. you know as we've discussed you know previously mm-hmm. like off this recording mm-hmm. just you know in our one-on-one chats is that you know nutrition is great it touches a layer but it doesn't get deep enough yeah. and i know so many of you listening um feel this way too because i hear this from you all the time that um you know it's just you can't go deep enough and i think that's such a struggle because 
um, like Kayla and I were actually chatting about last night, you know, when we're doing nutrition with someone, we're actually asking them to transform who they are, the Mm -hmm. old self to the new self. And I know Kayla's going to go into this more. um, But if we aren't capable of going there, it gets a little difficult. So um, Kayla's going to talk today a lot about like five different steps you can take to actually support your clients um, with like where you're at right now and help them go a bit deeper. But I actually Mm -hmm. wanted her to get started with talking a little bit about emotional eating, Mm -hmm. um, because I know this is something um, she has experience with. I definitely can struggle with this at times. And I know so many of you as well and your clients. This is just such a big topic of, you know, we're turning to food for some kind of coping mechanism. So why don't you just kind of bring us through that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I hear this so much, especially with the whole COVID lockdowns, people in their houses more, and the emotional eating is just something I know many, many, many struggle with. And emotional eating at its core is, we're really looking for a state change. We really, we just want to feel differently in that moment. We feel flooded by emotions. And so there's four ways that we use food. So it's either for health, for hunger, for pleasure, or for numbing. And emotional eating falls, it can be for pleasure, absolutely. Um, But unfortunately, more often than that, it is numbing. And so emotional eating is a very easy way for us to distract ourselves from what's going on. And the thing about emotional eating is it works in the moment, but it's not a great long-term strategy. And of course, it has a lot of side effects. You know, you may emotionally eat ice cream and have a dairy intolerance or you know you usually don't feel super great after emotional eating it it's not necessarily good for your body especially when it gets into a real binge and 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 binging specifically is could be because you've restricted too much and and then binging is a natural physical reaction but also binging and emotional eating both can take you out of the moment and and into another space. So for emotional eating, the question you can ask is, what do I actually need right now? What is my body asking for? Maybe you're feeling like you're out of alignment in your life, or maybe you're you are so flooded with your emotions and you're afraid to feel the pain of it. And the thing about emotional pain is that it will keep coming back unless you let yourself feel it. And so this is a process that I take my clients through all the time is just learning how to process emotional pain and find safety in your body so that you can move through and not feel the need to numb or distract yourself. So basically they could just like share with their clients like, okay, you know, um, you're, you're here today because of X, Y, Z, but first I want to start with like really just asking you like, you know, what are you feeling in your body or yeah. when you're eating certain foods, how does this make you feel? And like talking more about like the, I guess, body sensation or the, um, the like, um, emotional feelings versus mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, this food will do X, Y, Z, like making it more, I don't know, like factual, taking it down to the yes. body and the person and what they're going through. Yes, absolutely observing and not identifying so we can gather actually so much information when we're about to binge um 
and I always share with my clients is, is just be curious instead of shameful about yourself because shame really creates shutdown. Mm-hmm. Once we shame ourselves, so, you, so say you've binged and then you, of course you go into the, the shame spiral. <laughs> it's like, um, you feel awful. You, you know, start already are starting to plan what your next restriction cycle is going to be like. And, and that really takes you out of understanding why you binged in the first place. So if you are binging, you can just actually decide, I'm not going to judge myself about this. I'm just going to be the observer of this experience. Take a step back. Okay, what brought me here? What were the emotions I was feeling before the binge? What, what happened in my life? What were the sensations? And yeah, not feeling like that's part of you. It's, it's actually not you. It's just an experience you're having. And so creating some space between that ex- that experience and who you are can really help you gather the data and and understand what's actually going on. Mm. Yeah, that's really big. I think because again, we maybe through school or even just like our own personal um, capacity, mm-hmm. we kind of cut these conversations off a lot, right? Yeah. We're just like, it's just food, it's just a nutrition, it's just the facts. We get a little nervous to go there, I think, because yeah. we might personally still be struggling with it or we don't know like the questions to ask. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense. I think that's like one really, really good starting place for people um, to you know approach the emotional eating or binge eating conversation. Um, and I know you have like five other steps to just uh, creating more of like a, I guess, safe container for mm-hmm. people throughout the nutrition or coaching relationship. So why don't we get into those? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like I said, after working with a lot of clients through nutrition, I started to realize a few key elements of actually creating transformation for them. And so number one is just creating a really safe container. And I think we negate this so much as nutritionists, we, we kind of think we don't realize the power we hold and just how, how transformative it is just that your clients can be seen and heard. They can be witnessed. And I think this is just something we just don't even give ourselves credit for, first of all, is how beautiful it is that we can hold space for these amazing people that come into our lives that we get to guide. And so some ways to create a safe container is just letting your client know, you know, everything we speak about is 100% confidential. I'm not going to share this with anyone. This is about you and your transformation. And I'm really on your side. I'm on, I'm in your corner. I want to see you succeed. And and it's holding that that masculine energy of boundaries, creating this this really open communication, being clear about what's expected of them and what you're going to show up as, what what they can expect from you. And then pairing that with a feminine, nurturing, loving energy so that they feel really safe to open up to you. Yeah, I mean, I know that that was one of the number one things I would hear from a client when we'd sit down for an hour Mm -hmm. and they'd be like, you know, I just have to stop you. Like, thank you so much for listening mm. and just for like being there. And I always thought it was so odd. I'm like, <laughs> well, you're not really paying me for that. But yeah. then I started to realize more and more like people don't, or my past clients never really had the time or space to actually talk these things out because yeah. a lot of the time they might be at a doctor's office and only have 10 minutes or they might be with a practitioner who doesn't make them feel safe. Totally. And so they're just like, 
kind of saying, you know, the bare minimum of things or not sharing a lot. So by creating that safe space, like you say, mm-hmm. it lets the conversation go further. And then I think you can ask these deeper questions like the emotional eating one you were yeah. mentioning earlier because people are like, okay, like there's some safety here. She's not judging me. She's on my team. Yeah. I can finally open up. Yeah, absolutely. And that brings me to the second point is, is allowing your client to be really honest honest about where they're at and the thing is we cannot transform what we aren't aware of so when they feel safe then they can open up and they can take off the everything's great mask and and really be honest about about what they're struggling with and and really you know where they're at currently so that you can create a plan with that in mind and um, so the best way I find to to go about this especially as a nutritionist so not getting super deep into a therapeutic relationship and I'll just quickly mention the difference between coaching and therapy Uh, therapy you're really dissecting a lot of the past you know you're getting into trauma all sorts of things and as a coach we do want to gather that information from the past, but we're really focused on the future. So we're not going back in the past to um, explore it extensively or stay there. We're gathering the information so that we understand how to get to the next level. So some questions that you can ask your clients just to get a better understanding of, of where they're at is, what is your relationship with food? Like, what does food really mean to you? And another one is, what was your experience as a child? How did your parents act around food? I mean, so much of our learned behavior is from childhood and we go into a lot of inner child work in, in my work um, and, and seeing how much it plays out in life, you really can, can draw some um, connections. So another question is, what have you tried in the past? What kind of diets have you been on? This is a really important question because if they say, oh, I've tried every diet you know, for a long time, well, you, you know, maybe you just have to be sensitive to that and not just give them another strict eating protocol. And, and another amazing question is what worked in the past and what didn't? And why do they think that it worked or, or it didn't? And you know, you really don't, as a nutritionist, have to give them answers here. All you're doing is allowing them to express themselves and clients will come to their own realizations really quickly when you start prompting them you don't even have to do anything you're just sitting there asking questions and they're like drawing all these connections like wow yeah i guess i was on all these diets whole like my mom was really influential in the in my eating patterns and they will start to have all these these realizations in front of you and you're just there to hold space for them. Another key in this, this honesty piece is understanding what their identity is currently. What are the beliefs that they hold about themselves? Because I noticed with my clients, a lot of them, when you actually ask what their beliefs are, is they think that I have no willpower or I'm not good at this, I'm, I never lose weight easily. And so just getting clear on those as well, because in order to transform, you really do need to be aware of of what the current belief is. 
And so, yeah, all that data is super powerful. So would it be more like meeting your client where they're at versus Mm -hmm. like coming in with a preset plan? I think Mm -hmm. that can also be... I mean, not to get off topic too much, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people want to prepare all of the materials before the session. But if you're, then that way you're not really reading your client and meeting them where they're at. You're just like, here's what I think is best for you. But what you're suggesting is like, we really need to have that session, learn about them, understand to inform what's going to come next. Absolutely. Because we know that anyone can look on Google and get a, a nutrition plan, get a meal plan. Even very, there's very specific quizzes you can look up online to, to know exactly the nutrients you need. People come to coaches and nutritionists because they've tried a lot of other things. They, they know that there's a lot of data out there and they want a personalized connection with another human. And that is the power of coaching. So yeah, exactly. Getting really clear on where they're at, meeting them with where they're at and that brings us to the next step number three is setting the vision so going beyond just okay i just i want to lose 20 pounds okay how do you want to feel around food when we're done what would be your ideal outcome internal and external how do you want to feel and how do you want to operate in your life and And then coming back to that identity piece of, okay, what belief do you need to hold about yourself in order to get there? So of course that's challenging, very deep parts of of a person, but it's still within a coaching relationship. So you're asking, it's such a beautiful step to, to get people excited, like, what is the ideal outcome? You get to create the life that you dream of. And having a coach is so powerful because they can hold that belief for you when you don't yet believe it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know this to be true, even myself, like working with mm-hmm. other coaches for my business or coaches for my health. And sometimes it's like, you can't see that end goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, if you're person that you're working with isn't helping you hold that Mm -hmm. and helping you to see that belief in yourself you can just lose motivation yeah so it's like not relying on them a hundred percent to carry you through but having them hold the belief so you also match that belief yes absolutely and it is it's it's so effective Mm -hmm. so the next step is to co-create a nutrition and lifestyle plan the co-creation i found after a lot of trial and error you know as a as a budding nutritionist, I was like, <laughs> okay, here's what you're going to do. I know what's best for you. This is all the steps. Now you just have to go do it. And I kind of learned the hard way that that's not nearly as effective as coming up with a plan together, asking your client, what would feel good for you to implement this week? You know, this is what I see. This could be off balance. These are some foods that I would love for you to, to incorporate. Now, what do you feel comfortable with implementing? What's doable for you this week? And just taking it slow and and allowing them to really be part of this process because they take ownership then. It's actually really empowering for them and they are much more likely to stick to the plan when they have a part in coming up with the plan. Oh, absolutely. And um I know even from teaching motivational interviewing um, a few times at Canadian School of Natural Nutrition, this is a big thing that they talk about is, you know, 
it's always, it's not what you believe is the best step. It's like having the options there of just like Kayla said, like here's some foods or here's some lifestyle things, but making them be the ones that, that choose Mm -hmm. the the path, right? Because kind of like going back on what you said earlier is, you know, we can tell somebody what to do or give them a realization, but it's not until they kind of internally realize it Mm -hmm. or they make the decision to change that real change happens. So if we're just saying, follow this plan xyz and you'll get success i'm sure they might but it might be short term where if they're choosing the outcome they're choosing the path and the route that they want to take they are a co-creator just like you said Mm -hmm. in this experience so they feel like they're they probably are 150 percent in versus just like 50 to 75 percent because they want don't want to let you down yes exactly yeah absolutely Yeah. So the fifth step I have is feel to heal. We talk about this a lot in Hungry for Happiness is allowing your clients to know that there's going to be discomfort, there's going to be struggle, and it's okay. And they actually just get to feel that in order to heal what their experience is. And pain essentially is a teacher. And pain is a catalyst for growth. That's something Sam Skelly always says, is it gives us so much information. And and again, just, just reminding them, let's just observe this. What's coming up for you? It's okay. We don't need to identify with this. Let's just look at the sensations and, and feel through it. And so continuing to hold that container is, is so important as you go and as you bring them through their program. Just letting them know it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to fall off for a bit. This is a journey. It's not just one, you know, straight line up. There, there's going to be good days and bad days, and and you're here to support them through it. You know, transformation is very untethering. You're asking someone to really make this leap from an old identity, from their old behaviors, their old beliefs into a new version of themselves. And for our nervous system, that feels very unsafe. And in Hungry for Happiness, we call it the space. It's it's this place where you get to where you wanna go back to the old ways. You want to feel that safety of your old patterns and dieting and disordered eating actually gives you a lot of safety because you know, you know exactly how it's gonna make you feel, you know the patterns, you, you know what to expect. And so to break free from disordered eating or from dieting or, or whatever it is that you're leaving behind, you go through this space of feeling very untethered. And so in this moment, holding the vision for your client and just reminding them, this is where we're going. I know it feels uncomfortable and that's okay. So just really being the one to to cheer for them and let them know it's safe. Everything that they're going through is totally normal. Mm, yeah. I think that's the biggest most important thing that I can even recognize from my relationship with my clients in the past and even my current ones is, you know, if somebody feels like they're not heard or listened to or they've you know quote unquote made a mistake or they haven't Mm -hmm. pleased you or whatever it is like that they've done something wrong they the most common thing is that they want to like um flee like they don't want to be here anymore they want to like ghost you they don't want to do this anymore so it's just like addressing that 
there's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be times where they want to quit. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just sitting with that and saying, like, there's no judgment here. Mm-hmm. And let me just help you through this. And then maybe the next course of action, I'd love to know what you think, is like, okay, so let's, like, process what's going on. Let's sit with it. Let's make you feel safe again. And where do you want to begin again? Mm-hmm. And giving them that, like, autonomy to, like, choose the next step. Yeah, absolutely. A client-led journey, not just saying what they have to do but really coaching is is guiding your clients to what they already know to be true we're just the guide and we ask questions and and we allow them to come up with the answers themselves yeah absolutely this has been so amazing kayla this has been so helpful like these five tips you know even just doing one with your client is going to (laughs) be so transformational transformational but doing all five would just be like so amazing it's going to help them so so much so thank you Mm -hmm. for sharing this and please just share now like if you want to share more about hungry for happiness and what people could learn about that program and then also like what you're up to now and share more about your programs yeah absolutely so yeah hungry for happiness if you are a nutritionist or a health coach and you want to go deeper with your clients i could not recommend this program more It really helps you go through, like I said before, your own healing journey. Sam really cares about you having the work embodied yourself Um, because then we get to teach from a place of true understanding where you don't need to have a script or a textbook with you in order to share what you're trying to teach. And I thought that was just such a powerful part. And it's just allowed me to go so much deeper with my clients and now my work feels so much more fulfilling because I know I can facilitate deep transformation and get to the root cause of their struggle with food and their body. So if this appeals to you, I want to share my link if you want to get up to $3,000 off Hungry for Happiness for their next intake. It's in February. It's going to be incredible. So the link is hungryforhappiness.com slash Kayla, K-A-Y-L-A. And you can always just save that link for later to get a discount if, you know, down the road you think about um, joining. And about my own business, I am so excited to launch a group coaching program in mid-September, specifically for dancers and athletes. And I could not be more excited about this because it's going to be taking all the most potent pieces that I learned through Hungry for Happiness about how to heal your relationship with food and your body, specifically for the athletic population. There's certain elements to that journey that I really found so helpful and key for my own transformation and I also take one-to-one clients and I love that container as well so that's what I'm up to and where can they find you um on Instagram is that where you hang out yeah Instagram mostly so it's it's just Kayla A. Friesen and come say hi I would love to get to know you and if you have any questions about this episode or or what I do or what's possible for coaching, um, please feel free to message me. I just love, I love chatting about this work. You know, I'm up, I'm like obsessed with it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome, right? We always want to connect with people who love what they're doing. Yeah, so it's exactly. very evident. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming. This You're was welcome. fantastic. I know everybody's going to take so much value, probably mm-hmm. bookmark this episode and listen to it many times. So yeah. thank you so much. You're so welcome. It's been amazing. 
thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or tag us on social media. Catch you next time.